MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome back to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Or if this is, if this is your first time, welcome. Uh, this is episode 252. This go, goes out to one of our buddies in the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord, Dread Knee, who we were his second most listened to podcast of the year. Um, it's a shame we weren't first, but uh, at least we were second. We'll, we'll, we'll take first base loser. So everybody, if you're getting your Spotify unwrapped, um thing on the year or i think apple might do something like that now too and if we make your list let us know because we have uh, fragile eagles and we do need to know as at least i do i need to know that that people are listening and that they love us so let us know in the discord let us know on twitter you know how, how it works um the fragile eagle one here would be me jeff chalks fox back again in your ear holes or for the first time to break down a UFC event, um, yesterday we did the prelims for UFC and ESPN, Thompson versus Holland. It was a mammoth nine-fight card that we broke down. We're back today with the main card, which is a six-fight card. Pretty solid card up and down. Um, to help me in this endeavor is the my co-host here. I, I don't think he has a fragile ego. He, he seems pretty confident. It's the Gumby God, Daniel Breland. Hello. Yeah, I don't think I have a fragile ego. No, You don't need compliments at all. Yeah, I know. I I don't need compliments, and and typically when I uh when I lose, I I still spin it anyway to a good spot where I win anyway. So yes. you know you know how that goes. Yep, <laughs> That's why you're the positive one here. So, all right, six fight card going down as I said from the Am I didn't say this actually Amway Center this Friday December third in Orlando, Florida. UFC Orlando, you may know it. Uh, you may know the card as. Thoughts on picking, making picks for the main card before we jump into it? Any thoughts at all on it? Uh, a lot like the undercard where I felt like there were a lot of fights that were close. And like it, it, somebody said, uh, again, in the, the Discord, uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord, uh, I that there were a lot of dogs they liked. I could see a lot of dogs winning, but I don't know necessarily that I'm picking any of them. Oh, okay. Well, let's see what we get into here. So this... As as the whole fight card uh, is going down on ESPN, and the main card starts at 10 o'clock, so it's one of those dang late late night adventures for us in the East Coast. Um, and starting off with a middleweight uh, fight, I was going to say a banger, but probably not. Uh, Eric Anders versus Kyle Dawkins. We're kicking things off with. Let's tell you about yeah boy Eric Anders first. 14 and seven with one no contest. Eight knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. Six and seven with one no contest in the UFC. He's lost two straight. He's gone one three with one no contest over his last five. He's fight at light heavyweight, was the LFA champ, but also a collegiate football champion. One no in Bellator. He's been outstruck in the UFC by almost a strike a minute, minus 0.94 strikes per minute, plus 180 the number on him. The Darce Knight, Kyle Dawkins, 11 3, nine submissions. He's been knocked out once, two and three with one no contest in the UFC. He got knocked out his last fight, first time he's been knocked out in his career. 
was the CFFC champion, two inches of height, one inch of reach on Anders, six years younger. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.49 strikes per minute, so about half a strike. Grappling stats in his favor, minus 220. I guess I usually kick off the main card. I'm going to take the chalk in um, Kyle Dawkins. I think Eric Anders can pretty much be written off at this point. Um, he's at a severe grappling disadvantage here. A severe age disadvantage as well. Um, Dawkins is younger. The only concern is Dawkins' chin. He did get knocked out pretty bad in his last fight. That was the only time he was knocked out. That was the ribs, though. That wasn't even the chin, right? Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. So if his chin isn't shot, um, we should be okay. But Because Anders, Anders can hit. Um, he, he does have some power, but um, I think Dawkins carries the day. Grappling carries the day here. So give me the minus 220, Dawkins. Yeah, my, my breakdown of, of Eric Anders is pretty simple. Like, I think this is a guy who exploded onto the MMA scene with, like, very big physical gifts. Right, like he's a uh, former D1 college football player for Alabama, and and that is a great, you know, base for how he starts MMA. He's he's got a great athletic build, you know, he he was phenomenal. He's got exceptional power, and I think he just like never rounded himself out because he always had that to fall back on, you know what I mean? And as a result, now it's kind of caught up with him that like he's just not like really gotten all that much technically better. Like, I don't feel like his boxing looks much better. I don't feel like his wrestling looks much better. I know he's been training for this one at fight ready, which maybe gives me some hope that like, maybe it's getting better or maybe he's doing something to change it up. But at the same time, like, I still don't think it's enough to deal with Dawkins and all the grappling that Dawkins is going to bring him. So yeah, give me Kyle Dawkins on this one. All right. I I knew you couldn't resist someone named the Darce Knight. No, I'm grappling where you are. I, I love Dawkins anyway. Yep. Yeah, I was it was a shame to see him get beat his last fight. Um, okay, middleweights again. Jack Hermanson versus Roman Dolizzi. I told you this was a good fight card. Um, we'll tell you about Dolizzi first. Eleven and one, six knockouts, three submissions, never been finished in a fight. Five and one in the UFC. He's won three straight fights. His last two via knockout. He's taking this fight in short notice, less than two weeks notice. Let's go to the stat board for that, folks. I always like to keep you updated on these stats I track. All right. Late replacement fighters overall win 36% of the time. This year, even worse, 29% of the time. So that's pretty much the biggest uh, factor in picking a winner at this point um, of the stats I track. All right. Um, that being said, he also used to fight at light heavyweight and heavyweight. Was a regional champ, a grappling champ, inch height on Hermanson, striking stats in his favor over the Joker. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.06 strikes per minute. He's got grap- His grappling stats are also better than Hermanson's, plus 160. The Joker, Hermanson, 23-7, 11 knockouts, 6 submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted twice. 10-5 and five in the UFC. We got a pattern. We used to have patterns all the time. They, they seem to have gone away, but we're back to a, a pattern. Loss, win, loss, win, loss, win. Last six fights, he swapped wins and losses. So he did win his last fight. He was the Cage Warriors champion. He also has multiple regional championships on his. Mantle. 2010 debut. Grappling champion as well. Inch reach on Delizzi. Twice more active landing strikes than Delizzi. He has outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.38 strikes per minute. Minus 195. Go ahead. I already know who you picked. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm taking Roman Delizzi. I like the dog play here. Here's why I'm riding with the dog, Roman Delizzi, in this fight. Is, is I think... Man, I do think Jack Hermanson is maybe a better overall fighter. But what we've seen out of Jack Hermanson as of late is a, a big struggle when he can't wrestle you. You know what I mean? Like, he had trouble wrestling Sean Strickland. 
nothing. He had trouble wrestling Marvin Vittori. He had nothing. He has trouble re- wrestling Jared Cannonier. Nothing. And yes, Calvin Gaslam, he had trouble wrestling, but somehow he wound up with a heel hook in like no time. Edmund Shavazian, he had no problems wrestling. And Chris Curtis, he actually like anti-wrestled and just like fought the most frustrating fight. Delizzi, first of all, I don't think is going to let him use his offensive wrestling. And in order for Hernanson to do that, he's going to have to get in the clinch. And as we've seen with Delizzi, that is where he's his most dangerous. He finished Dawkins with that brutal knee. By the way, that that knee to Dawkins, which I said I don't think is his chin. I think it was his eye socket now that I think about it. I don't think that was to the body the more and more I think of it. Oh, so well, um, right. All right. Yeah, I, I think you were right now that I think about it. It wasn't a body shot. But, like, um, he's exceptional in the clinch. He looks so good in the clinch. And he's got a little bit of a wrestling game in his own right. So, yeah, give me give me Roland Delizzi here on the dog money. All right, I'm, I'm going with the stats. I, I got to take uh, – go against the short notice guy, especially um, this short notice going up against a, a – top fighter like Jack Hermanson. Hermanson's screwed me over though in the past. So I, I've written him off and he's proved that he was still had some left in the tank. So maybe this was be the opposite here. I am counting on him to come through and maybe he'll screw me over. But um, short notice is the main thing here. Um, and like I said, Hermanson's a tough guy to step into, even if you have a full camp, pretty solid in every aspect of the game. But once again, this is not a surprise if Delizzi wins. Uh, not at all. This is by no means a, one of Gumby's crazy picks that he makes sometimes. So, uh, <laughs> all right. You know, it's not crazy win bet. It's, it's crazy if you're not on win bet. That, that is crazy. Ready to win money and boost your odds. Win bet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on win bet. Looking to get involved in the same game parlay. Win bet is your home with your win bet. Build your own bet, letting you customize the bet you want to make. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. So much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. So you know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. To claim your free bet today, offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state, where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. Now, what do we got? Oh, heavyweights. Interesting, interesting. I have a feeling, Gumby, we may have differ here as well. Heavyweights, Ty Tuivasa versus Sergei Pavlovich. I told you this was a solid, solid card. This basically is a fight night headliner right here. Um, Tuivasa, Bam Bam, our first Bam Bam. Another one on the way. He's 14-4 with 13 knockouts. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. He's 8-4 in the UFC. He's won five of his last six fights. However, the L did come in his last fight where he got knocked out. Was the AFC champion back in Australia. 2012 was his pro May debut. 5-2 as a pro boxer. He also did pro kickboxing. Based on their last weigh-ins, he was 11 pounds heavier than Pavlovich. He's been outstruck in the UFC by 0.12 strikes per minute, plus 175, the number four Bam Bam. Pavlovich, 16-1 with 13 knockouts. He's been knocked out one time. Four and one in the UFC. He's won four straight fights, all via TKO or knockout. He lost. He got knocked out or TKO'd by Alistair Overeem in his debut. That's a very tough debut. This was like four years ago. Overeem still had something left in the tank at that point. So since then, he's reeled off nothing but TKOs or KOs. Yeah, that lost Overeem was November of 2018. His one and only loss so far was the FNG Fight Night's global champion before all this. He's got a height, uh, inch of height on Tui Vasa, nine inches of reach. Do you know that he's there's an ape index, Dan, and he's like 
the top of the ape index in the UFC. It, it measures like your wingspan compared to your height. He, oh, really? Yes. He, he's the king of the ape index. He's because he's got a seven foot reach and he's six three. So he's uh, he's got nine inch. Basically, your reach should be the same. Most people, your yeah, reach yeah. is the same as your height. So except if uh, unless you're a basketball player, then then it's uh, off the charts. So, yeah. 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 So he's got he, he's got a basketball player reach here. Seven foot reach, uh, six foot three frame. So he's got nine inches reach on Tuivasa. Striking stats are in his favor as well over Tuivasa. He's out. He's one point seven times more active landing strikes. Grappling stats are in his favor over Tuivasa as well. And he has outstruck his UFC opponents by two point three nine strikes per minute, minus two fifteen. Obviously, I'm going to take the guy with the ape, ape arms. Uh, I'm taking Pavlovich. He's just a sniper too. With his, he's not like a brawler or anything. He he snipes guys. And I think he's. I know Tuivasa is very very hard to put out but i think pavlovich can get the best of him on the feet and hopefully uh not get himself into a, a crazy brawl which will definitely uh, favor someone named bam bam if that's the case so I, i'm just gonna i'm gonna play devil's advocate here for you because first of all i you're right i am taking uh tai tuivasa how do i know I, that I, I because you listen to a lot of smart podcasts um <laughs> so i am taking tai tuivasa but i'm gonna i'm gonna play devil's advocate here and just force you to to justify your picture, you've said he's been a sniper so far. Who has he been a sniper against? Let, let me quickly. Uh, let me Derek quickly. Lewis. <laughs> yes, Derek Lewis for 55 seconds, and then before that, Shamil Abdurakahimov, Maurice Green, and Marcelo Gomes. And he wasn't a sniper against Alistair Overeem, who beat the living piss out of him. So, like, and also, you know, to your claim that like Overeem still had something left in the tank, then did he? Did Overeem still have something left in the tank? Yeah, he, because he's Sergey Pavlovich, so yeah. Yeah, but that was right in the <laughs> middle of going two and three over a five stre- fight stretch, where he the only other win was Alexi Olenek, uh, and from there on out, the the best person he beat was Walt Harris. So like, yeah, okay, so Pavlovich may have fought a better version of Overeem that exists now, although now Overeem's on all kinds of horse meat again, so maybe Overeem's back to being his usual self. But my point here is that like. I don't think Pavlovich is the sniper people think he is. And Tuivasa just cracked Surreal Game. Like, you, you can't tell me a guy who just cracked Surreal Game and damn near knocked that dude out isn't going to then go toe-to-toe with Sergei Pavlovich and do the same thing. So, yeah, I, I like his chances to land a big one here. Uh, give me Ty Tuivasa. Yeah, it is a heavyweight fight, so anything can happen for sure. So, um, Tuivasa at plus 165. Not the dumbest thing you've ever done, Gumby. There's plenty more dumb things you've done than that, right? I'm sure I'll do dumber things with my recommended place. Oh, there we go. That gives everyone a reason to listen to the end. All right, flyweights. We're going from the big boys to the little boys. Matias Nicolau versus Matt Schnell. I would not call any any of these flyweights little guys, though, even though I'm twice their size, uh, to be fair, uh, to be honest here, I mean. All right, Matt, especially one named Danger, Matt Danger Schnell. I am the opposite of that nickname. Uh, he is 16 and 6 with one no contest. He's been knocked out. Sorry, he's knocked out two people, submitted nine. He's been knocked out three times, submitted twice in the UFC uh, overall. He's six and four with one no contest in the UFC. He's got one and one with one no contest over his last three. He did win his last fight via submission. Used fight at Bantamweight, as most flyweights have if they've been around long enough. One and one in the Ultimate Fighter was a legacy champ before this. Uh, 2012 was his pro MMA debut. Two inches height, four inches of reach on Nicolau. More active landing strikes. Uh, then Nicolau, however, he's been outstruck barely in, in the UFC. Minus 0.10 is the strike differential per minute. 
plus 305. Nicolau, 18, 2 and 1, four knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out twice. Six and one in the UFC over two stints. He's won five straight fights. He's not lost since July 2018. Used fight at Bantamweight, two and one in the Ultimate Fighter. 2010 was his problem May debut. Three years younger than Schnell. Striking stats in his favor over Schnell. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.55 strikes per minute. Minus 400. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm taking Nicolau here. Look, I, I think Matt Schnell wowed a lot of people with that win uh, that he had last time out because, you know, great durability, big comeback, you know, fought a a tough opponent in doing so. And and like, you know, and I do think Sumu Derji is a tough opponent. My problem here is just that, like, he is a guy who has ultimately relied heavily on his grappling over the course of his career. And that's when he's his best. Lately, he's been trying to box. I don't know that he can outbox uh, Matthews Nicolau and and I think Mateus Nicolau could knock him out uh, I think he could knock him out he could grapple him I think he could win anywhere so yeah Matt Schnell's bad game planning combined with Nicolau yeah I'm gonna go with Nicolau here I'm taking Nicolau as well um legit prospect as I've been saying a lot recently legit prospect versus kind of journeyman I guess you could call him Matt Schnell so give me Nicolau here I don't know if I'm going anywhere near a minus uh 400 line though, but hey, um, that's just, I guess, shows you how, how good Amentius Nicolau is. All right, co main event. Uh, the other Bam Bam, Brian Bam Bam Barberina versus Rafael Dos Anjos. Uh, and this one is up at Welchweight. Um, tell you about a Bam Bam Barberina first. What can I tell you about him? He is 18 and 8, 11 knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. Nine and six in the UFC. He's won three straight fights and four of five. Won his last fight via TKO. Used to fight at middleweight. Used to fight at lightweight. So he's right in the middle now. Uh, 2009 was his pro May debut. Four inches height, two inches of reach on Dos Anjos. Five years younger than him. 1.7 times more active landing strikes. And he's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.1 strikes per minute. Plus 395, the number on Barberina. RDA, 31 and 14. Five knockouts, 10 submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted once. 20 and 12 in the UFC. He's won two of his last three and two of his last five. Uh, got knocked out in his last fight. Used to fight at lightweight. Was the champion actually at lightweight in the UFC. 2004 pro MMA debut. He's a BJJ champion. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.35 strikes per minute. Grappling stats in his favor over Barbarina. Minus 580. I, I really considered pulling the trigger on Barbarina. Uh, that's a, probably the big, it would be the biggest underdog I've ever taken if that was the case, but just couldn't do it. I, I think it's going to come down to the grappling. Dos Santos is just going to out, out grapple um, Barbarina and win this fight. He hasn't really, Dos Santos, he's not the fighter that he once was, but he really hasn't shown that he's totally fallen off the, the cliff and is ready for the glue factory at this point. So reluctantly, I will take RDA. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with RDA as well. Here's the problem for me. I, I, I thought about it too, but just because the number was so fucking big, right? Like it, it's, yeah. huge on Bam Bam. And I was like, why could that number be that big? RDA is coming up to weight class. But like at the end of the day, Brian Barberena is a guy who had trouble dealing with the grappling of Jason Witt. And now he's fighting a guy who won a UFC title due to his grappling. Uh, and, and how do you go about trusting him in that case? And, and to the tune of, you know, those giant plus 400, 500, 600 numbers you're seeing blowing up near his name. 
okay, maybe that tempts you into just sprinkling on him. And I'm certainly not playing RDA at negative 600 or whatever the yeah. hell you just quoted me at. Like that, that's not even an option for me, but I'm also not picking against him here. Uh, I, I just can't. Yep. Definitely not. All right. Let's go to the main event and see what we can do uh, with this. It is welterweights again, Stephen Thompson versus Kevin Holland. We will tell you about the first name on on the uh, billboard, the A side of this uh, matchup, so to speak. Wonderboy Thompson, 16, 6, and 1, seven knockouts, one submission. He's been finished one time in his career. He lost one fight via knockout. He's 11, 6, and 1 in the UFC. He's lost two straight fights, and he's only won two of his last six. He's not won a fight since December of 2020. 2010 was his debut in MMA. He was a pro kickboxer before that. Famously undefeated pro kickboxer with a million wins versus zero losses or something like that. Um, something around a million, million or two. Um, he's outstruck his UC opponents by 1.09 strikes per minute, plus 135, the number on Wonderboy. Kevin Trailblazer Holland, Kevin Big Mouth Holland is, is another nickname. I think that one, second one, far more fitting for Mr. Holland. He's 23 and 8 with one no contest, 13 knockouts, six submissions. He's been submitted three times, 10 and 5 with one no contest in the UFC. He's won two of his last three. He did lose his last fight via submission to Hamzat Shimayev, last minute, very last minute fight. Um, very, very, last very, very, <laughs> as last minute as it can get. Um, He's fight at middleweight. He's kind of bounced between middleweight and uh, welterweight. That one was up at, at no, that was that at middleweight. I can't remember another. So one eighty. Yes, okay. It was right in the middle technically. Um, one no in the contender series. One no in Bellator. He was the XKO champ twice, or two weight classes, one or the other. He, he had the belt twice there. We'll say a two and one is a pro kickboxer. Three inches of height on Thompson. Half a foot of reach. Six inches of reach. Nine years younger. Plus 147 is his striking differential. So he's outstruck his opponents in the UFC by almost a strike in half a minute. Grappling stats in his favor over Thompson as well. Minus 160. Go ahead. I'm taking Wonder Boy here. I, I think I'm, uh, you know, I think people who know me know how much I believe in Wonder Boy Thompson's striking. I'll also say this. I think he's getting a bad rap in a lower number here. And I, I couldn't believe he was being listed as an underdog. I think he's getting a lower number here because he just lost a couple of like one-sided grappling matches. And I know you're about to pick Kevin Allen. I can feel it. I, I know the way that you were quiet because if I had said Wonderboy and you were also picking him, you would have gone, me too, uh, in that way that you do when you're really excited that we have the same underdog. Um, so so let me guess, you're, you're, you're taking Kevin Allen? Just finish your breakdown. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to force you when you pick Kevin Holland to say uh, – do you think Kevin Holland is going to use that grappling route that those other two did? Because I, I just can't see that. Or do you think Kevin Holland is about to outstrike Wonder Boy for 25 minutes? Are you done? That, that's it. That's my question. All right. I, I want to know. You, how, you, obviously, you obviously have not read my article that's already up on the website. <laughs> you have not read it. Um, yes, I'm taking a 39-year-old. Is, is what I wrote, who hasn't won in two years and hasn't fought in almost a year and is a big underdog. So it's you all didn't, things... you didn't do the you didn't do the yes, me too thing. I know I, I was I almost in like, no, I'm going to wait. And he's got <laughs> and he's at a half a foot uh, reach disadvantage. This is all against everything that uh, it is uh, my brand. He's just but... a better striker and, and yes. he's not going to get grappled up. No, nope. so, like, difficult, so, like, difficult matchup. He, he knows how to keep distance. So it doesn't half a foot of um, reach won't make a difference. And you can't trust Kevin Holland. Basically, I don't I, trust and, him. And to... Kevin. 
Kevin, this is the big one for me too. Not, not only am I taking Wonderboy because I think, you know, he's the better striker and he's the cleaner striker and he's not going to get wrestled here. I, I think the bigger thing for me here with Wonderboy is that like, I just don't think Kevin Holland is one eighth of the defensive striker that Wonderboy is. Wonderboy no. is really hard to hit. Um, and he's really hard to, to draw into a brawl. I think Kevin Holland is going to be frustrated the entire time. I think he's going to get caught overextending himself and tagged a whole bunch of times. Like, it's just such a shitty matchup for him. Yep. You got it. So we're both going dog. I can't believe you, you went Wonderboy. That know. blows me away and I'm pumped about it. I'm I like it. All right. Let's, let's recap. We both have Wonderboy Thompson. We both have RDA. We both have Nikolau. Gumby has Tuivas. I have Pavlovich. Gumby has, oh, sorry, yeah, Gumby has Delete the I have Hermanson, and then we both have Dawkus. You might, you may think we're done. If if you're new to the show, you may think, oh, that's it. I, I'm gonna, I was gonna say, hang up. Nope. Uh, turn my radio dial. Nope. Nope. You're gonna click us off or whatever you do on your on your device. But no, we got recommended plays coming up. I pretend hundred dollars because we bet way more than hundred dollars. Come on, let's be serious here. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, but we're gonna do a fake hundred dollars on any anywhere on the car that we like. Um, recommended plays are supposed to be the ones we're most confident with. Gumby gets crazy though with his usually, and that's why I'm better at this than he is. Go ahead. Uh, so I'm going to get a little crazy, uh, but my first one, the biggest one, is going to be a chalky, chalky, chalky parlay. Um, so I'm going to take my two favorite favorites on this card. I'm going to take JSP beating the living snot out of Darren Elkins and Mark Diacasey beating the living snot out of Michael Johnson, fading a couple of old dudes who I just don't think can get it done. If you put those two together, you're going to get negative 175. So it's still like a favorite, but I'm taking a couple of guys who are massive math favorites. I think it's a safe play. I'm going to put 50 bucks on that. Whoo, 50 bucks on a parlay. There we go. Um, it's gonna, I'm checking. Am I going to take anyone in the – I may not take anyone on the on the main card here. I may – everything may be from yesterday's episode – uh, give me Emily Ducat, 30 bucks on her money line over Angela Hill. We had her at minus 120. I think that's a very, actually, give me 40 bucks on that. That's a very good, very good line, I think. For uh, what was the what was the line again? Minus 120. Isn't that a good line? Yeah, I like that one. Uh, I I tend not to bet uh, too too many women's fights because they that's can. Sexist. Yeah, it's not sexist. They're just. They're more variable, uh, just like heavyweight fights. I try yeah, to stay away from those. Uh, yeah, especially this year. Uh, there was that whole trend where you have to bet underdogs and that type yeah, of yeah. yeah. Um, so, so the second one, uh, I'm going to fade another old guy. Pretty much this whole uh, betting line is, is me fading old dudes. I'm going to take Scott Holtzman uh, on the money line, 20 bucks. All right, 20 bucks. Hot sauce, Holtzman. This is who is 39 years old himself, but uh, he's a younger man in this matchup against Clay Guida, minus 155. Less, less mileage. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dia Casey obviously is the pick 230 bucks. Mark Dia Casey, money line, minus 325. All right. Um, so I, I got 30 bucks left. I'm spreading it out to some props here. Um, the, the first prop I like, I like Kyle Dawkins by submission. Uh, okay. So, uh, first of all, I think he's going to beat Eric Anders already. Uh, we mentioned that that grappling we think is going to rule the day. Him by submission is plus 315. No, why? Yeah, I dude, I don't know. I just looked at the line and I was like, uh, so they they must think that Anders is going to make it the distance because Kyle Dawkins wins by decision is only plus 125. 
Um, and him inside the distance is plus 200 or 215, depending on where you're looking. And then him by submission, if you want to get cute, is plus 315. So, uh, yeah, give me Kyle Dawkins by submission. 10 bucks on that number. Crazy, crazy. All right. Um, who's the other one that we are going to? Um, oh, yeah, I was liking another one of your uh, your picks. Uh, last 30 bucks, JSP, Pierce over Elkins, money line minus four. Is it yucky number? 95. Four, 495. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I pick winners. You, you, you want something fancy? Go with Gumby. If you want to win, go with me. All right, so I got two more uh, that I'm going to drop for for quick props here since I got the last two plays here. The first one, I'm going to take Francis Marshall's submission line, too. Um, he, he didn't get a submission in his last fight out, um, but he was fighting a guy who loves to grapple in Connor Matthews. Now he's fighting a guy who really dislikes grappling in, in Marcelo Rojo, and he's got a ton of rear naked choke victories on his, his resume. So give me um, Francis Marshall by submission. That one's plus 200, 10 bucks on that. All right, nice. And then I'm going to take Roman Delizzi, uh, and I'm going to take him by knockout. Because uh, I think if he beats Jack Hermanson, I, I don't know that he's going 15 hard minutes with Jack Hermanson and coming out on top. But I do think he could knock him out, right? Like I told you, he's good in the clinch. He's got great KO power. Plus 500 on the knockout for Roman Delizzi. I think that that line is kind of broken. So I'm going to take 10 bucks on that, too. Yep, that's too much. Uh, too big a line for Gumby to pass up on. So, all right, Gumby's picks. JSP and DKC money line parlay, Holtzman money line, Dalkis Stockis, excuse me, sub, Marshall sub, Dolizzi knockout, Chalks Fox, Ducote. I'm still saying her name wrong, aren't I? Ducote. Uh, it's a it's the uh, it's the Canadian enemy. Ducote money line, DKC money line, JSP money line. Oh no, we're not done. We got our Hungry Man John Superfan parlay coming up. I'm thinking I should I should start making these uh maybe in 2023 I will start doing parlays too Dan and we'll see who's if better you're, at this. If you're gonna do a hungry man jog though, no, I'll it, call it something different. And get it 10 to one, you're gonna need like 14 fights in it with the lines no, that no. you like. <laughs> I, I I can I can get crazy too Dan. You're gonna have the starving man jog parlay. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> All right, what do you got for us this week? All right, I'm gonna steal the Francis Marshall one that I put right. in the uh, my my recommended place. I think that's a good starting point. I'm gonna actually pair it with Wonder Boy by decision. I almost feel like I probably should have put this in my recommended plays, and now I'm almost regretting it. But it's it's here in the hungry man jog. So if I hit it, uh, people will know I was on it too. What do you think Wonder Boy by decision is? So he's already we already had him at plus one twenty five. So so yeah, that yeah, already yeah. exists. So we know it's dog money, but how big a dog money for him by decision? I wouldn't like it should be like plus two hundred, but it's is by what you're uh, you're hinting at is it's going to be a crazy number. So so your guess is it should be two hundred, but it is no idea. Four hundred. Uh, that's what I, that's what number popped in my head. Why he yeah. wins most of his fights? He wins half of his fights via decision. And I think he's gonna be safe against Howen. So yeah. him with Marshall, uh, Marshall plus two hundred, Wonder Boy plus four hundred. It's gonna give you plus fourteen hundred. What? Uh, the Marshall one's probably gonna screw you over, but wow, crazy. The, it's it's funny that like the the plus two hundred one is the one that yes. feels like it will screw you over. <laughs> maybe maybe everyone just take uh, Wonder Boy via decision and call call it a day, but. I mean, you really play, want to get crazy. Prob- probably play that too while you're at yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> if you really want to get crazy, Marshall, uh, Francis, the fire Marshall via submission over Marcelo Rojo. And then uh, Wonderboy Thompson, Stephen Thompson in the main event. Decision win over Kevin Holland. Boom. 
plus fourteen hundred. That is that the biggest one you've given out? No, because we not. hit a. Did we? Oh no, the it was one plus we hit thirteen hundred. I think thirteen fifty. I think it was. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, it's not the biggest one I gave out. I gave out a 4,200 one. <laughs> really? I remember uh, that. And I hit half of it. Uh, it was Jalen Turner by knockout, which was plus 700. And I hit that when he knocked out or submitted Brad Riddell. Yeah. Remember, he, he clubbed and subbed him and I called it. Yep. And it was uh, yep. that was seven to one. And then there was another one on that card that was like six or seven to one, too. And I, if you put them together, it was 4,200. And I hit half of it, which... So you uh, got plus 2,100 money in them, right? Yeah, that's how it works? Yeah, that's exactly how it probably works. <laughs> nice. That's what I thought. I'm good at gambling. All right, we're done, dudes <laughs> and dudettes. Um, maybe not plural dudettes, dudes and dudette. Um, thanks for listening to the show. Hopefully you follow our advice and you win with all these picks. Uh, and you can discuss this in the Discord with us if you are winning. Um, not if you're losing. We don't want to hear it. Uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com <laughs> slash Discord. Uh, Twitter, SGPN MMA. Gumby runs that account. Uh, he's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm at Jeff Fox, writer. And we write for sportsgumbypodcast.com, as do lots of people. And I edit there too. So make sure you go on that site and read all their stuff, listen to all their podcasts, and get in my pick em contest for free. And you can subscribe to my MMA newsletter for free as well at moneymma.substack.com and listen to Gumby's Top Turtle MMA podcast because it's always a banger with good interviews. and and the like so all right uh we'll be back on sunday to recap on i guess we'll recap one championship because we made gummy made picks for that and we'll recap the ufc and we'll get you set for the another week of gambling on mma so until then we're gonna let Gum- i'll let gumby bid you farewell all right i'm david gumby freeland he's bam 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 jeff fox and we will see you on sunday <laughs>